Hey, what's up everybody? It's me, Tierra G, here with a new episode of For the Family Outreach. Today we will be getting in the Word of God. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Hey everybody, it is me, Tierra G, here on another podcast episode. Yes, I know it has been a while since I've been here. It has almost been a year. Yes, I know. But as you all know, um, I, I get words sometimes and sometimes I just don't, you know, I get revelation, great revelation at times. And at other times it's just a, a, another study session in the word. And, um, this one, I feel is gonna bless a lot of people. So let's get into prayer really quick and we'll dive straight into the word of God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives right now. We thank you for all the blessings and the abundance, Lord God. We thank you for taking our concerns and making them your own, Lord God. We thank you that we can bring any and everything at your feet and lie it down and not worry, Lord God. We thank you for being with us here today, Lord God. We thank you for everything that is going to be done in our lives, the transformation, Lord God. We just ask that you would give us ears to hear your word today, that you would give us minds to understand what it is that you are saying to us individually. And that you will give us hearts to fully receive the word of God, Lord. We thank you for this study time. We thank you for your word, for it is so beautiful to us. We love you, we glorify you, and we magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So today, the title of this podcast is Out of the Strong Came Something Sweet. Ooh-wee! I know y'all wondering where that's from. (laughs) So we're going to read in um, the New American Standard Bible. That's the Bible that I got the scriptures from. You can read in any version of the Bible that you would like. But if you would like to be spot on with what I am reading, uh, you can use the New American Standard Bible. So um, the first scripture that I'm going to read is in Judges 14, 4 through nine. And then the second scripture will be Judges 13, three through five. And the third scripture will be Numbers 6, two through five. Now this is about Samson who um, played the role of a judge uh, for the people of Israel. So let's dive straight into it. I'm excited. And I just, I just pray that the word, uh, really gets to you the way that it got to me. I I was very excited when I read this. So Judges 14, four through nine says, however, his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord for he was seeking an occasion against the Philistines. Now at the time the Philistines were ruling over Israel, then Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came as far as the vineyards of Timnah and behold, a young lion came roaring toward him and the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily so that he tore him 
as one tears a kid, though he had nothing in his hand, but he did not tell his father or mother what he had done. So he went down and talked to the woman and she looked good to Samson. When he returned later to take her, he turned aside to look at the carcass of the lion and behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the body of the lion. So he scraped the honey into his hands and went on eating as he went. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some of, he gave some to them and they ate it, but he did not tell them that he had scraped the honey out of the body of the lion. So Samson in this portion of scripture, he had asked his mother and his father to go and get a Philistine, uh, woman for him. Um, if you, if you read back up in verses one, I guess through three, and I guess we could read that. It says, then Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah, one of the daughters of the Philistines. So he came back and told his father and mother, I saw a woman in Timnah, one of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. Then his father and his mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your relatives or among all our people that you go to take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she looks good to me. And then it goes on into the scripture that we just read, 4 through 9. And Samson, he was called to be a Nazarite. Uh, His mother... Uh, was um, was visited by the angel of the Lord and he told her that she wasn't to drink any wine or anything from the vine and um, that her son would be a Nazarite. So in Judges 13, 3 through 5, that is where that is spoken about. And it says, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, now you are barren and have and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and give birth to a son. Now, therefore, be careful not to drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. For behold, you shall conceive and give birth to a son, and no razor, razor shall come upon his head, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God." from the womb and he shall begin to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines. So what is a Nazarite? That we will find back in Numbers chapter six, verses two through five. And it reads, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, when a man or woman makes a special vow to the, to the vow of a Nazarite to dedicate himself to the Lord, he shall abstain from wine and strong drink. He shall drink no vinegar, whether made from the vine or strong drink. Neither shall he drink any grape juice, nor eat fresh or dried grapes. All the days of his separation, he shall not eat anything that is produced by the grapevine, from the seeds even to the skin. All the days of his vow of separation, 
no razor shall come over his head. He shall be holy until the days are fulfilled for which the separate it wait it says he shall be holy until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the lord he shall let the locks of his hair locks of hair on his head grow long so that's what a nazarite is a nazarite by by definition is one separated consecrated in the king james version of the bible the definition of a Nazarite is to make or declare to be sacred by certain ceremonies or rites, to appropriate to appropriate to sacred uses, to set apart, dedicate, or devote to the service and worship of God. So that word sacred means not profane or common. So therefore it is to make or declare to be not profane or common, to appropriate to not profane or common uses. And that word profane means secular or irreverent when it comes to orthodox religious practice. So in a nutshell, Samson was called to be an individual who was basically uncommon you know he didn't he didn't, he wasn't called to do the things everybody else were doing he was set apart as the scripture said in uh genesis i mean in um number six verse five he shall be holy holy is to be set apart you know so he wasn't he wasn't gonna be running with the crowd so um so we go back to our main text right let's dive into this so the first scripture well verse five it says then samson went down to timnah with his father and mother and came as far as the vineyards when i saw that word vineyards i was like wow the very thing that he's not supposed to consume as a nazarite you know he's not supposed to take anything from the vineyard. So he says, uh, his, his father and mother and came as far as the vineyards of Timnah and behold, a young lion came roaring, roaring towards him. So I feel like the vineyards in this scripture represents what he was prohibited from consuming. Yet the young lion who came roaring was like, uh, image of the enemy trying to kill, steal, and destroy the purpose that God had for his life. And I also see the lion as uh, a distraction, one to instill fear. Now, when you're in fear, you, you're not going to be able to fulfill the will of God, you know, because why? Because you're afraid, you know, so it goes on and it says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily so that he tore him as one tears a kid, though he had nothing in his hand, but he did not tell his father or mother what he had done. I wrote a note here. I said, he didn't tell his parents what he'd done to the lion. Sometimes when God has called you to a thing, it ha it is not for his will that you go out telling everyone about your victories. Now these probably were the f closest people to him, his parents. Yet and still, he did not go out and tell them 
the victory that he had won. That's a victory. To kill a lion with your bare hands, but he didn't go boasting in what he did. He 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 was there for a mission and that's what he was going to do. So he said, um, so it says in verse seven. So he went down and talked to the woman and she looked good to Samson. When he returned later to take her, he turned aside to look at the carcass of the lion. And behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the body of the lion. So he scraped the honey into his hands and went on eating as he went. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them and they ate it, but he did not tell them that he had scraped the honey out of the body of the lion. My next note says he looked at the carcass of the lion he'd previously killed and found honey in it. Sometimes we go through a battle and don't see the fruits of it until later. God reminds us that our pressing isn't in vain. And that reminded me of Galatians 6, 9, where it basically says, and I'm improvising. Um, it says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm sorry. Uh, it says, don't grow weary in well-doing, but in due season, you shall reap a harvest if you faint not. So when he originally killed the lion, he didn't he, there he didn't he didn't reap a reward but later when he came back he looked at the carcass he looked at his victory and behold a swarm of bees and honey were in the body of the lion so then he goes on to begin to eat the honey but the thing is that he didn't just stand there eating the honey not only did he share his honey with his mother and his father but on his way he continued to eat the honey. So I feel like that's an image of when we become victorious over something, that's not basking it too long. You know, it's a good thing for sure, but we got other battles to win. So therefore we have to keep going, but on our way during this journey, we continue to eat the honey. We keep the momentum by always remembering that thing that we did overcome so that we can know we can overcome even more. So I wrote, he scraped the honey and went on eating on the way. Don't get stuck in one victory. You must move forward, but also continue to remind yourself of the victory by continuing to quote unquote eat while on the journey of your next success. So as he went on, we see that he shared it with his, his mom and dad. And I wrote a note saying he shared the honey of his victory with his parents, yet he did not tell them where he got it from. Again, it's not for everyone to know. Uh, I think that's the key point here. The key point of this message is to know that, I mean, I know for myself, I get excited when I get a new idea, when I have a plan, when I've overcome something, when I've done something great and I want to go and tell the world. But then when I go and tell people, especially loved ones, it, it, it's like it, it takes everything away. Everything that I just fought for, everything that I just, uh, you know, may come to fruition or whatever the case may be, it just like it shattered. 
it doesn't even feel the same as when I just keep it to myself. So we move forward and then um, I go to Judges 14, 14. And it is a riddle that Samson said. And he said, out of the eater came something to eat. The eater was the lion, of course, right? And the something to eat was the honey. So it says, out of the eater came something to eat. And out of the strong came something sweet. The lion was the strong one and the honey was the sweet and it just reminds me of like like I said before the lion to me represented the enemy so it reminded me of Genesis 50 20 where it says and as for you you meant evil against me the lion meant evil against him but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. And that's exactly what Samson's purpose was. Again, when we go back to chapter 13 in verse five, I believe at the end of verse five, it says, and he shall begin to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines, Philistines. So that was in connection for me to the Genesis 50 verse 20 when it says, um, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to, to preserve many people alive. And the lion was just his first test. You know, that, that was the first thing. Will you be faithful and little and then be able to be faithful and much? If you could kill a lion with your bare hands, what can you do to a mere man? You know? So in conclusion, my question is, in what ways can we see that Samson was separated, consecrated, devoted, sacred, which is not profane or common, which ultimately is the question of, and what can we see that Samson was a Nazarite, a consecrated one, a separated one, uh, one uncommon, um, one who is not common. Um, so for me, you may find many more examples than this in this text that we read, but for me, the ones that stuck out to me were a, he didn't tell all his business, which is very uncommon. Uh, we all want to share a, a lot of stuff, especially the good stuff, right? We deal with social media these days and you see everybody want to um, share all the victories, all the celebrations, right? And then B, I said, in the midst of what could have been temptation, the vineyards, right? He stuck to God's plan. He could have went and ate some grapes, but he waited on God, which is part C for me. He waited on what God had for him, the honey, He could have ate some grapes after he killed the lion to reward himself, right? But he knew his purpose. He knew his cause, so he didn't step out of line. So he said, so I said, he waited on the Lord, on God, um, on what God had planned for him. The honey, which represents abundance, provision, and wisdom. Moral of this is to say, God will give you everything you need 
the abundance, the provision, the wisdom. If you just stick to the plan that he has for you, don't be afraid. He says so many times in the Bible to fear not, you know, he spoke, he said, have I not commanded you? You know, God has a plan for each and every one of us. And what we have to do is just walk in it. Be not disobedient. Because at the end of the day, after all of the wars, all of the fights, the spiritual warfare, everything, all these things that seem strong, out of them will come something sweet. That's the podcast for today. Out of the strong came something sweet. You guys be blessed. Stay in the word of God. Be encouraged. I love you all.